Well, today, I, I've spoken about this not too long ago, um, but I'm going to differentiate yet again because it's so important for us, practically speaking, as Christians to be able to make a difference between being lawful and then being legalistic. So we really got to grasp what the difference is between these two things. We don't want to be legalistic, but we do want to be lawful. So what's the difference here? Uh, first off, well, let's just say this. The Pharisees, the mistake that the Pharisees, of course, I'm sure there are there were plenty of Pharisees who were very holy uh, individuals and really kind of grasped the inner meaning of the law. But uh, apparently the majority of them did not, unfortunately. There was some kind of a cultural zeitgeist that really... Uh, had been placed in motion probably about 150 years or so before the birth of Christ that eventuated in this formation of the Pharisees. The Pharisees were kind of like a, almost a society within Judaism, kind of like the Knights of Columbus or something like that, okay? Although the Knights of Columbus are good guys and the Pharisees were not. I don't want to <laughs> equate the two there exactly, but it's a little bit similar, okay? So the Pharisees come about... Um, and uh, evidently they had really gone wrong at some point, somehow, you know, about 120 years or so before Christ. And by the time Christ came around, they were a little bit off in their thinking about things. The failure, the main failure that they had is not that they loved the law of God. That's not the problem. The problem is that they really actually didn't grasp the law of God. They were truly not lawful, okay, and they fell into legalism. Well, so what's the difference? Well, it, it, it really comes down to understanding that the law, the Old Testament law, if it's grasped in its totality and in all its subtlety, really does reflect the mind of God. But they failed to grasp it, grasp, to grasp it in all its totality and all its subtlety. So they would maybe kind of major on minors and they, were, they would minor on the majors. The big commandments, the ones that were really obvious, they would see those and they would say, okay, let's follow those commandments. So they would do them. But the ones that were a little bit more subtle, oftentimes the, the commandments that had to do with the interior of the human person, okay, those they would kind of disregard. All right? And so the law taken in its totality and in all its subtlety really is a code and a path of interior virtue. But they really didn't get that, that it was a, a path of interior virtue. They just focused on, so for example, they might say, okay, they, they followed the first commandment in the sense that they didn't worship idols. Okay, they, they kept the Sabbath holy. Okay, all right. Uh, they didn't commit adultery, okay, externally. All right, but well, what about that ninth commandment? What about that tenth commandment? You see, those commandments actually have to do with the heart not the external behavior. Well, maybe they weren't so good with the ninth commandment. Maybe they weren't so good with the tenth commandment. The law, taken in its totality and in all its subtlety, it commends the virtue of humility. Well, maybe they weren't so good in that virtue. You see? So it wasn't that they were like... The problem with the Pharisees wasn't that, that they just loved the law and they just followed all the law. It's actually not the case. They actually did not embrace the law in its totality and in all its subtlety. Okay, so that was their problem. Now what's interesting is our first reading from the book of Genesis, from what I understand, I actually haven't done the count myself, but I'd like to at some point. They say that God, when it says in, the, in Genesis 1 during the creation, it says, and God said, that phrase, and God said, let there be light, and God said, let there be a dome to divide the waters from above and the waters from below, and God said, blah, blah, blah. From what I hear tell is they is that that phrase and God said is ten, shows up ten times shows up ten times in Genesis chapter one 
So, and the message that's subtle, and you don't, you're not, you want to pick it up, okay, and that's the Pharisees, they kind of, they floated over the surface of the law. They didn't go deep into it, to its heart, okay. And so consequently, when it comes to the human person, they focused on the external behavior, and they really didn't get to the interior virtue of the human person. So if you just kind of float on the surface of Genesis, you're going to miss that. But if you go deep, you're going to see, oh, wow, there's ten of them. What does that mean? It means that the Ten Commandments are embedded right in the very created order of the world. Okay? And that when Christ came, he didn't come to say the Ten Commandments, yeah, don't worry about those, throw them out. He said, no, not only do you follow the Ten Commandments, but I'm going to teach you how to follow them in the most interior way possible. Okay, I'm going to unpack their true interior meaning. And so we have the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount begins by saying, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you're not going to make it to heaven. Okay, so the problem with the scribes and the Pharisees is, isn't what, that they were too righteous. is that they weren't righteous enough. They actually were not virtuous. They were not following the law in its true interior meaning. They were lacking in humility. They probably uh, uh, engaged quite often in detraction and in rash judgment about people. They would make judgment calls about people that they weren't worth anything when, you know, who are they to judge, okay? So they, they were sinners, you see? <laughs> they actually broke the law while all the while thinking that they were its greatest proponents, okay? So legalism is taking bits and pieces of the law, failing to really grasp its inner meaning, and then bandstanding on those that, that cherry picking that you've just done and thinking yourself as you're really holy and you got something you've accomplished something because of these different things that you followed. Okay? And it's failing to really grasp the interior meaning of the law. So when you grasp the heart of it, that's the law that's what it is to be lawful. When you when you float on the surface and you cherry pick, that's what it is to be a legalist, and then you get pride proudful. Over that, so we see Jesus confronting the Pharisees and the scribes, and he's saying, "You've got these human traditions, and actually, you're grasping them so strongly and attached to them so strongly that you're actually breaking the real law of God. You're breaking the commandments of God." Okay, so Jesus is not saying, "You Pharisees, your problem is that you know you're following the law too much." He's saying, "You're not following the law. You're breaking the fourth commandment because they didn't really understand it." Okay. So the, the specific issue is a little bit complicated. It's probably too much to get into, but it had to do with the, the there was a whole interpretive tradition of how to follow oaths. When someone makes an oath or makes a swears to God, how do you navigate your way? What's the ins and the outs of all of that? And that that the the project of building up an interpretive tradition and a and a whole method of guidance when it comes to that issue is perfectly legitimate. It's just they didn't do it correctly. Okay, they started to major on minors such that they would even annul the fourth commandment. And so my brothers and sisters, what Christ came to do for us is he came to bring us uh, the truth of the Ten Commandments and to teach us as Christians to be truly lawful. Now, can we as Christians fall into legalism and fall away from lawfulness? You better believe it. You better believe it. Oh, I, I go to Mass every Sunday. You know, I, I give to the church. I... You see? Now I don't have to worry about these other things, about charity, about mercy, about humility. <laughs> you know, So it is possible for us as Christians as well to fall into the same error uh, as, the, um, as the scribes and the Pharisees. So we pray to God that he gives us that the Holy Spirit to illuminate us 
uh, to, to give us a spirit of prayer, to give us a spirit of true interiority so that we would be re- very reflective, so that we would enter into ourselves and face our own conscience and, and always uh, frequent the, the sacrament of reconciliation, which is one of the most uh, greatest ways of avoiding legalism. It's the sacrament of reconciliation because it helps us to enter into ourselves, to really be honest with ourselves and to do an examination of conscience and to form our conscience. Um, so uh, we, we pray that that would be for, for me, for you, for all of us as a parish, that we would truly show forth the lawfulness of Christ in our Christian lives.